Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of the Troy to Go Variety Show. We have a very special episode for you today because it is E3 week, the Christmas for us video game nerds, and I am joined by the closest thing in my life I have to an expert, Danny. How you doing, Danny? I am the furthest thing from an expert, but we'll go ahead and just keep going on that one. Yeah. I love it. You're so humble. You are so humble. Um, but like I said, uh, we, we're just going to kind of recap and highlight and preview E3, kind of some things we're hoping to see in the video game industry moving forward here for the rest of 2019, 2020, and the future. Uh, we're probably going to be talking about some new consoles, new games, surprise trailers, shadow drops, all that good stuff. Um, so the first thing that we should probably talk about is Sony. Well, they're kind of being a, a bitch about it, aren't they? <laughs> yes, a little bit. Because earlier this year, I think even going back to like January and February, I think it was that early in the year, maybe even end of last year, but they announced that they will not be attending E3 this year. And that got everyone stirring and thinking about what is going to be coming next from them. Because Sony, for the past, you know, four years, five years, they've owned E3. They win every year. when Because when all the outlets go, winners, losers, what they loved, what they hated, Sony always brought it. The year of dreams, yeah. 10 years in a row. <laughs> so, Danny, I want to know what you think about them bailing on E3. Probably the biggest week, two weeks in video games for the year. Honestly, like, granted, like, there's multiple different out outlets throughout the year to explain video game news. But right. them shadow dropping, hey, by the way, we're not going to come to E3 this year. Like, it's kind of unprecedented. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really bold, unpredictable, wild move by them, and most people are thinking it's like an arrogance thing, because they won this console generation, basically, if you just look at units sold, um, they absolutely just dominated Xbox, oh, yeah. pretty you don't much from sell, the get-go. Yeah, you don't sell 96 million units and, and like, come with a humble attitude, you kind of just say, hey, I, I kind of won this generation, I'm going to... I'm going right. to let these other guys fight. Right, right. So, like, this is them kind of going all in on it. And just be like, hey, we won. We don't really need this. We don't have anything. Nothing we can say at this event is really going to bring more value to the brand and what we already have building. Mm -hmm. So they're like, we'll back off. Yep. And I think it's kind of a crazy move. I would have liked to see them there, hear more about Last of Us 2, um... What's the other game? Well, there's like I mean, Death Stranding, there's right. Ghost of Tsushima. That was the one I was thinking of, Ghost of Tsushima. There's uh, too many Ninja <laughs> Jap Japan. Shinobi. Yeah, Shinobi Japan games announced last year to keep track of. People didn't have enough of Sekiro's Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> right, right. Which, have you played any of the Souls games? Because I am trash at them. I, I tried my dang dang hardest to get into Bloodborne. I tried my dang dang hardest to get into Dark Souls on the Switch. Yep. And every time I got my teeth kicked in, I was just like, okay, this is just not the game for me. Yeah, it's just like, not fun. No. Like, it, like, I, like I, I get it. Like, I'm not good at video games. I don't need the video games to tell me that. All right? Like... <laughs> Like, most of these games are hard enough as is, but, 
But like, let alone when it's just a brutal gameplay like that that's just unrelenting. Oh, yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Yeah, and I think, like, I get bogged down in so many of the RPG menus and everything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, I get that you're supposed to stoke the bonfire to get, like, flasks, but it's like... Yeah. Then you get into the whole convoluted <laughs> mess of, like... Uh, being uh being a deathless and everything it's it's too much <laughs> dude i barely even got past the first like when i played bloodborne i probably put a good three hours in the game but really it was just the first 15 minutes of the actual game because i just couldn't progress at all well in the beginning like the guy like is just like sitting in his chair and he's not doing anything yeah and then you get attacked by a wolf like wait what <laughs> exactly exactly wolf comes out of nowhere and tries to get you but Going back to, we're going to use Bloodborne as a segue here because mm-hmm. it's very relevant. Because Bloodborne, Sony exclusive. Mm-hmm. Back to Sony and PlayStation and what we think they're going to do. They did announce that they are going to host their own separate event this year. And I think it's going to be a lot like um, the event where they announced the PS PS4 Pro. Okay. Um, really kind of tech heavy really nerdy and tech heavy into that stuff really displaying what it can do in engine um and and all of that for these games and what they're gonna they can potentially look like run at all that Mm -hmm. and i think death stranding even though it's announced i think it's going to be a cross-platform yeah, because they've kind of been shadow-dropping details of next-gen a little bit over the last course of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're going to use Death Stranding as the game to kind of highlight the hardware uh, for the PS5, if that's what they're going to call it, mm-hmm. um, and, and really kind of showcase that. Yeah, um, we're kind of getting into weird territory with the whole like cloud gaming and... And what does it mean? If, are we are we not going to have boxes anymore? Or is it just right. everybody going to access their own exclusives based on like the platform that they choose? Right, and that and that's the thing is because also earlier, um, like a couple weeks ago, Sony announced a partnership with Microsoft, mm-hmm. and that partnership, everyone was like, oh, they're going to do cross platform gaming, blah blah blah. No, no, they're not. No. <laughs> Sony won't. They've shown time and time again that they don't want to. They don't like it. They they do it when the community demands it. But on most of these games, they're not. Um, and so the announcement was that the partnership and that they're going to be using um, Microsoft's servers yep and so that is really leaning into the the cloud gaming the the game streaming services because that's where everyone is kind of thinking where this is going to go because you see microsoft um with the xbox was xbox 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 game pass i guess kind of falls into that territory Mm. and they can start they'll probably make some tweaks to that i think is what they're going to stick with um, you have the PlayStation Now, which is notoriously not great. Mm-mm. It works, but you really need kind of a heavy hitter. Um, yeah, heavy hitter connection. Yeah. Heavy hitter, like, well, I mean, you can access it through your PlayStation View and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not ideal. 
Right. The, the the meat and bones aren't really there. The idea and concept are there, obviously. And so I think that, you know, moving forward in this cloud gaming, you know, space, Xbox is going to have um, the Game Pass. They're really going to beef that up. I mean, they're putting a ton of resources. A ton of titles mm-hmm. on that, too. That makes it really appealing to these gamers and... Um, you know, allows them to try new things, different things. And then Sony's going to beef up PlayStation now, get that operating at a serviceable level across the board, which is going to be really tough to do. But partnering with Microsoft is a right step because they have the servers and the capacity to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you have the Google Stadia, which is pretty much a wild card right now. Yeah, right now, and like they just shadow drop. By the way, we're gonna have a pre E three conference just to talk about Stadia and when we're coming out with all that stuff. And it's like, okay, this is gonna be a packed week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like, and everyone, you know, kind of the temp- gauging the temperature of the room. Everyone's kind of saying that like, oh, I'm not that excited for E three, mostly because Sony's backing out, mm. but. I mean, it's because, like, a, a lot of these games that have already been like, hey, we're going to be talking about this, we're going to be talking about this, like, we know quite a bit about, we've seen a lot already, mm-hmm. and so we don't really need to see anything else. But at the same time, a lot of people keep forgetting that, like, E3 is all about surprise. Right. And, um, or, or, or at least... It is a lot of an investor show, like, the investors need to see, like, what, what's on the docket, but, like... The best announcements are the ones that you just don't see coming. Right, right. Yeah. Like the Crash Bandicoot remake. Yep. Um, I had no idea they were making another God of War game. Yeah. Like a lot of people were so hype on that. Yeah. And notice how we keep saying Sony games because they're the best at this. I I, <laughs> I, I would tend to disagree as a Nintendo fan, but I will let you fair have you fair <laughs> fair. Um. Yeah, and so. I mean, next on the list here, talking Sony, we got to go Microsoft. Yeah, because they've kind of dropped the ball this generation. Yeah, I mean they 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 have a great they have the better console. Like it runs better, higher resolution, faster, X Y Z, you name it, and the services um, are better. You know, with the Game Pass and all of that, Xbox Live is notoriously better than PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus. Um, and then they're also willing to play ball and, you know, shake hands across the aisle. You know, you see them partnering with Nintendo and doing all the stuff with the Windows and the PC, which obviously they still own, but they're showing, they're trying to expand it but beyond just the Xbox. Yeah. They want Xbox to kind of evolve past the system, mm-hmm. and I think that Project Scarlet and whatever is going to be the right step, I think... Project Scarlet, what it's, I, in my prediction, I mean, if I was them, it would be a, a little streaming box, you know, the size of your Wi-Fi router or mm. like a Nintendo Switch dock, like something small that size, you know, that you can get the right bits in there to work, but, and then have it be, it's the Xbox Game Pass box. Yeah. I mean, it's a... That's a mouthful. Call it something cooler. Call it the Xbox Scarlet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. No disk drive, nothing. You, you know, when you're on it, you're using the, um, you know, you 
you get if you buy that you get like a discount um, or like a special you know Xbox Live membership where you know instead of ten dollars a month whatever it is it's like fifteen mm-hmm. or something like that so that way you get Xbox Live and the Game Pass and then you can utilize that mm-hmm. make it something simple easy not a, that expensive and just kind of let you know, developers come to you and put on their platform and utilize the the parties and the studios that they've already bought and kind of let, you know, flounder a bit, if we're being honest. Yeah, just announce, like, every single Xbox IP that you know and love, like Halo, um, uh, Gears of War, uh, all the big big heavy hitters, like... Fusion Frenzy. Oh, boy, if that came about. the cat. I don't know. I can keep going. (laughs) Oh man, if they if they somehow brought back Conquer, oh my god, they could. <laughs> um, but they should, by the way. They they definitely should, and I'm just gonna say it. I really, if they drop Banjo Kazooie, or even like Nintendo themselves, like says, by the way, Banjo Kazooie is a Smash Bros. character. I will lose my shit. <laughs> right, and like that makes the most sense is putting Banjo in Smash Bros. Right, because mm. like Smash Bros. At its core, it's a celebration of I mean, ideally Nintendo, but it's kind of evolved past that. It's becoming a celebration of video games and all your favorite characters just going and beating the crap out of each other and <laughs> sending them flying off the stage. Like, And so I, I think, you know, bold prediction time. Bold prediction. We're going for it. <laughs> Dude, I want to see Crash Bandicoot and Banjo-Kazooie in Smash. Oh, boy. Like... It's not like a super bold prediction because mm-hmm. like everyone wants those two characters in there because it fits like mm-hmm. like a lot of the you know characters like they're more mascotty yeah you know like the fits like like Crash fits more than Cloud yeah and when Cloud came about it literally blew open the door for anybody to just like say hey by the way right. I'm in Smash <laughs> right right because before it was always like oh well this character had to be on a Nintendo console. And then Cloud was like, no, no, you don't. You really don't. You just have to pay Nintendo enough money. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Square could do a little more when it comes to representation on the uh, on Smash Bros., in my opinion, but that's just me. Hopefully yeah. we get something shadow dropped, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think Nintendo has to announce the next DLC character. Oh, def- most definitely. Like, like they have to. I mean, they 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 planned it out for the rest of the year, and I, I I for one was really excited when they announced Joker. Like that that was huge for me. Right, right. Uh, and adding Joker in there now too, that's a whole another another ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of them partnering with these, you know, I mean, granted they're all other Japanese studios, but mm-hmm. I mean, still being able taking that that step and that leap you know there you know usually that means pretty good things in the future like clouds and smash yep two years later clouds on the switch yeah because you can play final fantasy 7 now yep um they said previously never gonna happen right history is kind of coming for full circle on this point yeah exactly and then you know joker you know, got announced, and then boom. I mean, that was a little quicker turnaround, but, like, two months later, they're announcing games mm-hmm. coming out for the Switch. Yeah. Like, in the Persona universe. So, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think I think you have to get Spyro, Banjo-Kazooie, 
yep. and Crash Bandicoot in those games. I, if we get all the mascots from the, the, that '90s generation into one game, like it's just it's just going to be the perfect compilation of like a video game museum, really. Right. Exactly. And th- like, and that's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like, tell me someone who wouldn't the first thing they do is set up a five player smash and it's sonic mario banjo kazooie crash bandicoot and spyro like that is the first thing everyone would be doing once all those characters were out and you're like yes we are actually duking it out for dominance right now (laughs) and crash bandicoot wins I mean, like, I remember when uh, Nintendo originally released uh, Smash Bros. for Wii U, they showed a picture where it was Pac-Man, Mega Man, Sonic, Mm -hmm. and Mario all duking it out in one screen. Yes. And it was just like, it was a culmination of just like, what the hell, what timeline are we in? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you would never have thought this possible back in the day. But now it's like, we're getting into the the whole thing where it's like, are we getting more cross-collaboration with things? But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still going to be exclusive. And and it's been apparent from, from, from the get-go. But also with last year at the Game Awards when all the big executives mm-hmm. shook hands on stage. That, I thought that was a cool moment. Yeah, a cool moment. A lot of just fan service and like getting that out there. Mm-hmm. Like showing like, we don't actually hate each other. We're just trying to make money, be yeah. competitive. Basically. Like, like in no way... Does Phil Spencer hate Reggie? Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> like if anything, they might just be hanging out on a regular basis now that Reggie's done. <laughs> yeah, they, they might be. They might be best friends right now, for all we know. Um, but yes, any. Do you have any other big predictions from Xbox? Also, Minecraft Steve coming oh. to Smash Bros. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh well, um, I guess Siri had something to say about that too. <laughs> yeah, Siri did. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I. So, if we're getting into big predictions for Microsoft, um, I'm honestly not entirely sure because I'm not huge into Microsoft, but um, I would really love it if, uh, in addition to bringing back Battletoads, they just went ahead and brought up Rare on stage mm-hmm. and just said, remaster versions of it, or at least remaster versions of Conquer, Banjo, and all those guys, and then, by the way... Here's a little sneak peek, and it's Banjo 3. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Well, technically Banjo 4. Well, yeah, I mean... But no one counts nuts and bolts. No one counts nuts and bolts. Um, But I would would really love that. And then the last one, I think, would be... um, uh, Yeah, I, I, I mean... For me, it, it would it would just be like the mascot platformers all just coming back back like like mm-hmm. we've already seen with Cra- Crash, we've already seen with Spyro, just bring everybody back. Right. Um. I. I mean, we got to see. I want to see gameplay of Halo Infinite. Oh yes, please. I need a release date for Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have to absolutely blow everyone's socks off with this game mm-hmm. and what it's going to be, because. Since day one, Halo's been that franchise that's dragged Xbox into relevance. Yeah. Basically, I mean, without without a Halo, I don't think pe- I don't think 
people we ever got an Xbox 360. Yeah, people wouldn't have given Xbox a hoot in the back in the day if, if it weren't for Halo because they weren't an established video game partner. They weren't mm-hmm. an established brand. It was like Microsoft's coming into the video game space. What the hell is this? I mean, people <laughs> said the same thing when Sony did it about six years prior. Yeah. Or uh, more. I don't know. I mean, it, it takes time to like really establish themselves, but like Microsoft did it mm-hmm. out of the gate with yeah. Halo. Yeah, I mean, they came out and they made a bold statement and had a amazing kick-ass game. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept iterating upon it and made it even greater with Halo 2 bringing online multiplayer and mm-hmm. Halo 3. I, I That was my personal favorite of the stories, at least, but right. I thought it was a good conclusion. But, I, I mean, people... It, it kept going, for, for what it's worth. <laughs> for obvious reasons. I mean, <laughs> do you not want a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> really, though? So... Uh, so I, I think I think Gears and Halo need to have a big showing here. Um, and I think they just I think Xbox needs to make the right play mm-hmm. in all of these smaller well, I guess smaller in quotations, like studios like Rocksteady, WB Montreal. Oh yeah. And and like those type studios and like I mean, get a like a, like a sucker punch in there or something mm-hmm. like that. I think they need to do a good job of, you know, making nice with those people and be like, hey, like, we'll help you out. Like, mm-hmm. we'll show you, we'll put you on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Xbox has the best chance to do that now, especially yep. since Sony's backed off. Um, yep. Sony, I mean, last year they didn't, but they've they've kind of shied away from, you know showcasing third-party studios they've been doing a lot of first party because Mm -hmm. that's their bread and butter like nobody's gonna deny that they have pretty much right now the best exclusives in the game right and if you want like the best like gaming experience like when it comes to like feel speed look of a game you'll probably play it on xbox one x yes probably you know and if you want you know the best games (laughs) the most fun the best stories then you then you play on Sony and you play mm-hmm. PlayStation and that's just kind of how it's been mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, basically, except with the exception of your Halos and your Gears. Um, um, people throw in Forza in there too. Yeah, Forza Forza definitely has a pretty avid following. I'd yeah, say. yeah, I would say avid religious, you know, following. They have a good backing on those games and they do well mm-hmm. year after year. So. Um, so moving on to your bread and butter here, Dan, <laughs> let's talk some Nintendo. Oh baby. What do we got? <laughs> what do you got for us? What do you think? So Nintendo has been really quiet lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of been irksome for a lot of people, myself included. I've, I've kind of been annoyed that like we've literally only had one direct this year outside of the Mario maker direct, which to be yeah. fair, got me really hyped on that game. Um, I'm really excited that that's literally coming at the end of this month, and I cannot wait. Um, but um, because of this, it seems like they're kind of f- like front-loading the back end of this year with all these different exclusives that it it kind of boggles everybody's mind that, like, why are they front-loading the back end of this? Like, they have, like, yeah. eight... Right now, they have eight first-party games that still have been like announced, kind of for 2019, but also some confirmed for 2019. Right, and they haven't shown anything of it. 
Like, they haven't shown anything of Animal Crossing. They mm-hmm. haven't shown anything of Luigi's Mansion. Um, they've shown some snippets of their other ones, like uh, Astral Chain and D- Damon X Machina. But, yeah, um, and I throw Pokemon in that mix, too. Yeah, Pokemon, too. Um, For sure. And to be fair, that's coming here quick on Wednesday, and I'm super excited oh, yes. to see what they have. Me, too. I, I want to see some more Pokemon. I want to see... I think they're going to announce... This trailer, It's gonna. we're going to see... The first couple Pokemon in this direct, and then there's gonna be another like half hour, like the the main I think the main like Treehouse stream this year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Pokemon. Oh yeah, no, because for sure. um, I, what what game did they do last year as like their main? Well, the last year the big one was Smash Bros. and uh, right, and right. that was understandable because you want to see how it f- plays and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense. And then the year before that was Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the but, year before that was Breath of the Wild, and so I think Pokemon definitely yeah. has earned its spot up there, and to get that spotlight again because two years, three years ago, I guess now at this point mm-hmm. when they were doing the Breath of the Wild, they also kind of split time. Yeah, they, they with uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, and that was a that was a huge thing simply for the fact that like it was the first well i mean you could count x and y but but i feel like sun and moon was like kind of just them like establishing pokemon on the 3ds and pokemon as a whole and it 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 changed a lot it changed a lot but i think it changed a lot for the better Mm -hmm. and i'm excited to see based on their evolutions that they've done with let's go um some some of the changes definitely irk some people like i mean the catching mechanic is eh at best <laughs> yeah i mean it's not it's not great but i mean for all purposes i think i mean that's the best looking pokemon has oh, ever been oh my god and i mean sword and shield look like they're gonna look just as good if mm-hmm. not better mm-hmm. um and i mean really what i kind of want it ideally what i want in my pokemon game i don't think we're gonna get it this this first go round on the switch but i think the next one i want it to be a you know breath of the wild style you know like size game you know Mm -hmm. where it's it's big and it's massive and you're just exploring and you just you like you're walking and you see these pokemon interacting Mm -hmm. with the environment and with each other and Mm -hmm. then you go up there and it's and like then you like you i mean kind of like in pokemon let's go where you walk into the Pokemon or whatever like mm. that, or there's there's like a button and you and you like you throw your Pokeball at it, and if you and if you hit it, you know, you know, then like you get like an extra like two damage or something like that, or mm. if you just like throw it in its direction, it's close enough, it hits it, it'll start the encounter. Because I mean, I think if if you go like to RPG where if like you attack first, like yeah. you're not looking or whatever. And you start taking away damage. I think that can get a little, a little complicated. Ch- yeah, a little complicated, especially with Pokemon's pretty deep battle mechanics. It's surprisingly deep for a very simple game. <laughs> right. It's like they, you know, baby's first RPG. But when you really sink your teeth into it, you are it's, easily it's, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just I mean, on the sheer volume of things you have to know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there there's like simple things like evolution and type mm-hmm. damage, but like then you get into like EV training and all yeah. of these different mechanics that like the game doesn't tell you. By the way, right? It doesn't no. tell you. Damn thing. They never do. <laughs> like you you talk to some random person in a poke center like 
Hey, did you know you can make your Pokemon have really good EVs and really good stats? By okay, cool. Okay. And like, like that's it. Like that's the whole thing. And like they don't tell you how to do it. Really, they don't tell you what it really does. They just say, "Oh yeah, there's this secret hidden stat that you can work on." <laughs> See ya. See ya. Have a good day. <laughs> we hope you come back soon. <laughs> and it's just like the most ridiculous thing. But I absolutely adore Pokemon. This is out of all the games, this is the one I'm excited. To see the most, mm-hmm. um, I think certain in Shield are going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I mean, I don't think there's really a bad Pokemon game. Even Sun and Moon, I loved playing through. It got a little bit slogged, mm-hmm. you know. At some points, it was it was a little grindy because you know I didn't want to. I turned the XP share off because I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to like yeah. actually do it, but then you realize how hard it is to like just do it. Yeah. the old school way and you're like why did i ever go through th- two three generations like this yeah, four really. generations like this? this is complete bs mm-hmm. but i'm i'm hope i'm not thinking we're gonna get that breath of the t- wild type of game probably not for at least another generation i'd say but if that ever did come about i would be a thousand percent down because breath of the wild literally has been my favorite game this generation and yeah Granted, that's because I'm a Zelda fanboy, but um, uh, if they if they brought some type of exploration into Pokemon where like you could just go into a town and like learn about like does it have a gym? Does it have like right. all these trainers that you can fight? Like it's just like you make the world the world of Pokemon your own. I I would be so down. Yeah. Um. But I I mean, Sword and Shield for what it's worth look hella good already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like they're bringing it back to just core Pokemon, which obviously gets a lot of people excited. Right, right. They're kind of, you know, because they, they messed around with some stuff in Sun and Moon. They really took it in a different direction with Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. Mm-hmm. And they're they're kind of, they're taking a step back. They're, like, looking at what they learned and trying to make the best game out of it. Mm-hmm. So, and then for the rest of the Nintendo, I mean... Like, people are just probably just going to go apeshit as soon as they see any whiff of uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Animal Crossing is going to be huge. Uh, um, I mean... What's your experience with the Animal Crossing games? Um, I never played them myself, really. Um, like, I would go over to my friend's house and, like, we would play on his Animal Crossing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his house was, like, three times the size of mine because you get to play it all the time. And I would just, we would just load up my save when I was over. And the, so, like, my house, I had my little dinky house across the street. But, um, yeah, some of my friends got pretty dang intense with it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I, I never really got it until I, and, and this is, granted, this is midway through the DS life cycle. Mm-hmm. But when uh, Wild World came out, a lot of my friends were going crazy on that. But I didn't really get into it because I had no idea what Animal Crossing was. Right. But then, like, I sunk my teeth into it, and it was like, oh, man, like, you can really sink your teeth into this. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fun little games where you can walk around and, you know, you're the mayor or whatever they want to do for this one. Mm-hmm. You kind um, of build your own life that way. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's plenty of games out there like that, like yeah. Stardew Valley and... Mm-hmm. Um, 
Harvest Moon and all that. I type. mean, even Minecraft, really. Yeah, really though. Um, but I feel like Animal Crossing has such a wide appeal, mainly because of its cutesy nature, mm-hmm. its ability to like bring in pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think going forward, they need to say like, "Here's Animal Crossing. Here's everything you you know and love about the old games. Right. We're bringing it into the new generation, and we're bringing it with social online features." Because right. people I, really want that, right? Yeah, now. I think that's something that they need to do with that. And I mean, like you were saying, I mean, it hooks so many people because it's so, it has character, it has a soul, it has mm-hmm. you know stuff to, you know, it just has like this weird something about it that just makes it so endearing. Mm-hmm. It's very kitschy, I'd yeah. say. Um, right. And um, some people aren't super jazzed on that. Like a lot of gamers kind of get pushed off uh, on it because it doesn't look hardcore enough it doesn't look crazy in depth but like you can really sink your teeth into it and Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of fun because it's kind of the game it's like the casual gamers game i think like pokemon is for some people too right right you know and that you know you can kind of put both of those games in the same type of category and that's something that nintendo does so well Mm -hmm. you know they make it they make everything pretty approachable Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with like their main, like their main series games, like they're so approachable and easy to, you know, pick up and understand. Like, oh, you hit right, you go right. Like it's that simple. Yep. A is jump. You go. You press right. Yep. Like that. That was Mario. That's how they got people hooked. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then they start each game. They add a little more depth to it. Yeah. But it's still just as approachable. Yep. From from the outset, Nintendo's all always been about just fun. Like mm-hmm. like uh, like there's there's the Reggie mean. If it's not fun, what's the point? <laughs> right. Exactly. And like that's so true. And I think they do a really really amazing job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, next up on the list, let's talk some Bethesda. Oh boy. They have an interesting year going forward. Uh, yeah, I think they do. I mean, we're going to see some Doom Eternal stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some more Wolfenstein. I mean, I would think we'll see heavy in those. Um, um, I think that they almost have to bring up Fallout 76 and they talk about adri- that. They have to address the elephant in the room I think. I think they need to, you know, say, hey, we screwed up. Yep. This is the you know the launch of this game was not how we designed it, not how we interpreted it. We mm-hmm. didn't know, you know, and kind of put it back on the fans. Be like, we had no idea you guys would react in such a way, mm-hmm. and you know, like clearly how you guys were acting is because you guys care so much about this franchise and these games. And you know, we you know we've been working hard to improve it, make it better. Yep. You know, and then boom, we have a free DLC coming out and put a date on it. You know, whether it's later in the year. Prob- I would probably try to shoot towards November if I was them. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. They, they could probably to. get it to, like, September, October time frame, too, I think. Just right, to, just right. To, just mean, to avoid all the craziness that comes about with November. Yeah, and, and depending on, you know, what they have, mm-hmm. you know, working right now. Yeah. But I, I think it can be something really, you know, it could be kind of a No Man's Sky-esque redemption story. Yeah. You know? I think they got it worse than No Man's Sky. They, they, well, I mean, to be fair, like a lot of people were hype on No Man's Sky. Like mm-hmm. it looked really cool from its outset trailer, but Fallout is a different beast entirely because yeah. it's an established franchise and people were like 
just give me anything Fallout and I'll buy it. And as soon as yeah. as soon as they saw what the game was, they were like, "Oh, this isn't what I need or want." And like people were pissed. Um, rightfully so. I mean, like it's it's it was apparent that it was a buggy launch. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like from what I've I, I don't play the game to be Neither. to be fair. Neither. Um, I've but what I've read about it, like on Reddit and everything, they, like it seems like Bethesda has been listening. It's just mm-hmm. them going out on stage saying, "Hey, we know we fucked up. We need to say say like save face a little bit there." And I think that's in way stark contrast to what's happening with EA because it sounds like they're in a bit of a dumpster fire right now, especially with Anthem. Because yeah, yeah, I mean Anthem. Anthem kind of ran into the same sort of issues mm-hmm. where it's just not a great launch. No. And, I mean, these games, they're so, it's so hard to do, man. No, it's not. so hard. I mean, Destiny couldn't do it. No. Nope. Halo, I mean, well, I don't know. Halo could probably do it. but <laughs> Maybe. But, um, you know, Fallout 76 couldn't do it. Anthem couldn't do it. I mean, you can keep going on and finding examples of these games. And it's these live service games. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Division and Division... I mean, Division 1 mm-hmm. had its issues mm-hmm. where, you know, there was... Like, in the very first mission, you like you had to go to a terminal computer thing. And only one person could access it at a time. And yeah. it's a like a MMO. So there was hundreds of people Just literally, literally lining up <laughs> in a video game to go to a computer. Like that's just so insane. And like, so there was a lot of issues with that, but they kind of turned it around with mm-hmm. a lot of free, you know, continuous content and division two seemed to have knocked it out of the park from everything yeah. I've heard and seen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot I mean, of people are happy about it. Like they seem to be the only ones to have cracked this sort of, game as a service formula so far yeah and i think granted from what i've heard from uh anthem i haven't heard anything from fallout 76 but what i've heard from anthem it sound sounded like it was a very troubled development and brings back the whole the whole bashing ea culture because i mean to be fair ea publishes some pretty dang good games mm-hmm. but they're they're they can be a pretty poor company yeah, yeah, they just go about a lot of things the wrong way, mm-hmm. and you know that aren't—they're not very consumer friendly. Nope. Um, and that just kind of rubs people the wrong way, especially the video game community, because mm-hmm. um, they are not afraid to tell you that. Nope. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it's it it it's been an interesting generation wise with with those types of games because this is the generation that brought them about um mainly mainly i think it was targeted just so like gamers could keep playing the game after the fact and they could they could market it that way and like get a little bit extra scratch off each sale um but nobody seems to have put forward a, a real passion into it to like actually like give the gamers what they want besides a few select games and i think that's probably a wake up call for a lot of developers in the industry i mm-hmm. think they'll probably maybe like this coming generation they'll get something right but i i, I still have little faith in the uh, in the whole concept i i pers- my personal belief is you have a game you have it right the first time. Yeah. And then anything that comes after that is just icing on the cake. 
Right. You, and I mean, that kind of goes back to, you know, stuff that Sony's first parties are doing so well is like they released God of War. Mm -hmm. That was a full game. Yeah. And it was. And they wore their heart on their sleeve saying like, we're not like going to do any DLC. We're not going to. Right. We're, we're, we wanted to make a one singular vision for this game and we're just going to stick to it. Right. It and, was, it was, I mean, damn near perfect from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and then, and then you go look at, uh, Insomniac and their Spider-Man game that they released on the PS4. God damn beautiful game. It was, it was another beautiful game. Great story. Awesome gameplay. And it was complete. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't like. Hey, this is the game. You know, you're you're gonna spend the next five years playing this game, mm -hmm. and so here's a little nugget mm -hmm. and stuff. And because we're, we're still working on the rest, mm -hmm. you know, like they have they have like a campaign out, but it's so bare bones. Like no one cared about the, you know, the Destiny campaign or anything like that. Not, like it not was, a lot. It was of the, it was the raids and the strikes and stuff like that that got people coming back mm -hmm. and. I, I just think that can be a very dangerous slope and these day one patches and that sort of thing. It kind of gives developers a and these studios a pass to release an unfinished game, which I don't like. I don't think that's very consumer-friendly or nope. fair to them at all. Yeah, and I mean, so Sony's gotten it right a lot with their with their first parties. Um, I mean, for the, for the most part, like... They haven't released a ton of DLC for their first-party games. Like, I mean, the only one I can really think of right now is Spider-Man. And, I mean, like, yeah. they, they wore that on their... They, they, mm -hmm. they wanted to make, like, extra missions for people um, yeah. to expand the story a little bit. And I appreciated that, um, mainly because I thought it was an amazing Spider-Man story. Dude, um, yeah. And, um, and, and, but beyond that, like... It's just been a complete game from start to finish, and mm -hmm. I've appreciated that so wholeheartedly. What in in the midst of all all this debacle with games as a service and free to play? Well, mm -hmm. granted, free to play some free to plays have gotten it right with like Fortnite and some yeah. others, but yeah. And then you look at, I mean, and then you look at other games like like uh, the first Star Wars Battlefront that EA released, oh. and then you look at Call of Duty. Uh, the most recent Black Ops. Mm -hmm. Black you know, Ops 4. Yeah, Black Ops 4, where like there was nothing else other than just the online multiplayer. Yeah. And yes, that is a you know that is a very big part of the game, and especially those games. Mm -hmm. But that's not a full game. Yeah, it, like you know, that's just one thing. Mm -hmm. They just loop over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and it's just not a full game. And it's that just got so many people frustrated. Yeah, where you know where they added on, and for I mean Battlefront Two, they added on this. You know. They added on a campaign. Yeah, they added on of. a campaign, but I mean, it was just kind of like, this isn't what we wanted. This, no, this wasn't like a real, you know. This, I mean, because they they really screwed it up because they were picking fights with the Star Wars community. Yep. And the video game community. I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> and their EA. That's like three strikes against them, and no scenario is that going to work. No, and. And you also got Disney knocking on your door being like, what the hell are you doing to our franchise? <laughs> right, right. And then EA just has to look at them and be like, we're trying our best. Yeah. And then be like, no, your best isn't good enough. We mm. need millions. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> with all of these, like, uh, some of them have gotten it right 
past the fact. Like mm-hmm. they like after the whole shitstorm at the beginning at the launch, or sometimes it's just kind of a quiet shitstorm. But um, yeah, um, they 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 patch it. They get it better. But like right. at the same time, like it's still that problem where it's like it's not right at the first time. Like and then like people don't care about it anymore at that point. Yeah, it, it's the you know the classic tale of too little, too late. Yeah. Where, I mean, No Man's Sky, they worked their butts off, especially with how big of a studio that is. It was like, mm. you know, barely... Like 20 people. Yeah, it was like barely 10 people, 10, 20 people. And, you know, they released this game and they just got dumped on <laughs> by everyone because they're like, like, this isn't anything like you guys promised. And they spent, they've spent the next two years and are still working mm-hmm. to improve that game. But... At this point, people are yeah. just kind of like... Well, why should I care? Yeah, it, it's they just aren't playing it anymore, and they have no idea how much better it actually is. Yeah, I went back and played uh, Beyond a little bit because mm-hmm. I was just curious and like, oh my god, like it's it's a completely different game almost. Right, right, and so I mean it, that's the kind of thing where you know you want to give a studio like that a pass based on their size and the scope of what they're actually trying to accomplish because mm-hmm. it was unreal you Mm -hmm. know still the most you know ambitious game of all time Mm -hmm. you know i'd still consider it that but i mean it's just tough to do and they got a big push from sony and i don't think they were really ready for that no and video games are a tough business like granted like movies are too and a lot of different like creative uh entertainment is just in general yeah i mean no matter what you're doing whether it's you know Movies, TV, books, video games, mm-hmm. like comedy, like it, anything you do is so. I mean, scrutinized. And- yeah, it's so like over scrutinized. And, and it, I mean, every, like it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite video game isn't going to be your favorite video oh, game. By far, like, no. Like, we can have a rational discussion and come to a terms of what the best video game is mm-hmm. of all time. And but my favorite's still gonna be different from your favorite. Yep. And and each one has each person has different experiences with video games. Right. And, right. Like I still consider NBA Street Volume Two for the PlayStation Two one of the best games of all time. And I will. It, it's a very odd pick, but one of my <laughs> favorite favorite video games uh, still to this day was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on my Game Boy Advance. I, Game I, Boy Advance. <laughs> I played the crap out of that. Is I mean, like, it was one of my first video games. Yeah. To, to be fair, because um, I, I, I played on N sixty four, but that was like Mario Kart. Like, right. Um, this is my first like video mm-hmm. game, and I just like poured hours into it, and yeah. I played like the campaign like twenty different times. It's like. It's the same thing every single time because it's a GBA game. <laughs> right, uh, right. Not um, a lot of branching storylines. But, like, again, like, people will get subjective with that because it's personal to them. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then, like, you have fun with it and you, and you have that in your mind's eye. Like, I can go back, I can go back to Harry Potter and say, like, oh, that's a legitimately poor made video game. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, still fun. You try to you try to pick it up, and you're like, I can't get through five minutes of this. <laughs> like, I spent hours and hours and hours playing, you know, 007 Goldeneye mm-hmm. on on the N64. All you, that multiplayer. You with... go back and try to play that now. <laughs> Boy, is it rough! <laughs> like you, camera control just kind of 
it, it just ruins everything. Yeah, it's like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I have a headache five minutes into the round. <laughs> I can't tell which is a wall, which is me, which is a gun, which is another wall. Mm-hmm. You know what walls can I walk through? Because you can do that in that game. Yeah, but this but, is what's kind of fun about video games is it's also a platform that everybody can share and and get excited about and that's mm-hmm. what that's what E3 is all about in my right. eyes it's it's a collective it's a collective bringing about the whole culture and just like saying hey let's get excited for some video games let's right. get excited for some announcements and like let's just bring about like bring about what the whole industry is about mm-hmm. and, and- I mean, shout out to all the parents who thought we would grow out of video games because <laughs> 20 years later and I'm still spending hundreds of dollars a year <laughs> to play these video games. Yep, and I'm still getting excited at little announcements for Banjo-Kazooie or anything that, that, that just like brings in my mind's eye of, of like what I had 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 envisioned for the perfect announcement. It's like, oh my God, I get so excited. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, and, it's just a rush. And that's the that's the magic of E3 is because mm-hmm. that's what this week and all these press conferences really are for. They're, you know, they're for the gamers to show them like, hey, we got you. This is what's coming. This is what it, you know, and, and it just gets you excited. Like whether it's studios you love and you've played all their other games and they're all amazing and they announce a new one or it's a sequel to your favorite video game of all time. Mm. And it just, it's just things like that that just get you so excited and, you know, fall in love all over again with video games. I might not play as much. Um, I'm a little more selective with what I play now because I'm actually buying them. My parents aren't just coming home with random video games. Oh, you like Toy Story? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, sure. (laughs) I mean, that that Toy Story game from PlayStation 1 where you're Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, oh my God. I played that on, uh, granted, Nintendo again. Yeah. So, um, played on N64, but man, that's a good ass video game. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I I'm just I'm just getting so excited all over again for the f- simple fact that like for 7 days straight, new announcement after new announcement mm-hmm. for and then like some something crazy happens that you just didn't see coming and it's like, "Oh, why didn't I see this coming?" <laughs> um, so it's it's going to be a wild ride, folks. I hope you're buckled in. <laughs> yeah, right. And honestly, this is my favorite week of the year mm-hmm. because we got E3 and all of those announcements and also the NBA Finals. Oh, baby. And this year it gets a little better for me because my Raptors are in the Finals, baby. <laughs> so it's just, it's just exciting for me because I'll throw on the game on the TV and up on my laptop or my iPad or whatever. I got, you know, I got kind of funny live stream and I'm scrolling through Twitters, rewatching the trailers a oh hundred times. Yep. Trying to, trying to pick out individual details that you didn't see yeah. from the first time around. Right. And then like seeing all the oddball things that come about with press conferences, yeah. like people running into stage uh, briefings and just like breaking the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, One of these days I want to get out there, but I heard it's not a very consumer friendly yeah, based it, on just the size of it. So that that's kind of a bummer, but hopefully they'll kind of they'll kind of figure it out, yeah. I think. I think with with Sony leaving, like it doesn't have to be the end of the E3 simply because like 
maybe they'll come about and like realize like okay like we don't necessarily have like we could do a nintendo we could Mm -hmm. we could have our own pre-recorded stream and then still be at the event so people could get excited their own way that way right right and i mean you're starting to see that because i think that's what sony's going to start doing Mm -hmm. um they're kind of testing out the state of play live stream which is basically their version of the nintendo direct yep and They've had two of them so far, and they've yep. been pretty good. Uh, the first one was all right. The second one did get me legitimately excited for um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think we're gonna squ- at square? We got. We are. We're gonna bring it all the way back. We're gonna start talking about the actual conferences again. We just went off on a. We went on 40, a 40 minute tangent, probably. Um, sorry, Troy. Wow, dude, don't be sorry. This is what this is for. Who cares? Y'all probably aren't even listening anymore anyway, all 35 of you. (laughs) But, um, like, Square, we're going to see the Avengers game. Oh my goodness gracious, like... I distinctly remember it being 2012, back at my parents' old house, which seems forever ago. I was sitting in our computer room in our little office, Mm. and I was scrolling through Facebook... And what do I see? The teaser for the Avengers game. Months mm-hmm. after the the first Avengers movie. Yep. And I was like, yes, let's go. Sign me up. Next year we'll be playing this game. Nope. <laughs> Seven years later... Are we gonna see anything of this game? Well, like, and then like they brought it back again, like back in 2015 when they like just showed a logo. Yeah, and, like at the at a press con- press conference where people were like, "Are we gonna see gameplay? Are we gonna see like we just saw caps or uh, we saw cap shield and uh, and the hammer and that was it." Yeah, yeah. The very first one it was like snowing or something like that, or it was ash just falling on cap shield with the, I'm like. Oh. I'm in. Like I love yeah, it. I'm all. I'm all for it. But just, it's like then and there, I was ready just to throw the checkbook at these guys to get it. <laughs> but, but then we haven't heard a lick or dime of this game. And it's which like, honestly, if you're gonna, if it's gonna be, if you're gonna like announce a game and then it not come out months later, yeah, or like a year later. Mm. That's the way to do it. Don't keep chirping in with it. Oh, hey, remember us? We're still doing this. Like, that just gets so annoying. Yeah, definitely. Because you're like, I mean, like, just, like, give us the game. Yeah, like, or, like. It's like this Final Fantasy VII stuff and, like, oh my Kingdom goodness. Hearts yeah. three. It's like. <laughs> that put me through a blunder. <laughs> it's like, come on, like, what are we doing here, folks? Like, if you don't have anything new to say, or if, if you can't give me a date or put the game in my hands, don't talk to me yeah really i mean like that's that's square in a nutshell yeah. for you because yeah. they kind of like to like announce things right before or not right before they like to announce something that's mm-hmm. coming and it's like oh by the way this is going to be like five years later like it was it was like that for final fantasy 15 right if you remember. yeah like, i mean the last guardian mm-hmm. you know all like all those games yeah and um i'm curious to see whether or not it's only the original six or if it's going to be more expanded upon. I think it's going to be probably the original six. And I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be more of a tighter one, like six separate smaller campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like probably five hours each. 
um, that obviously kind of go their own way, but also weave back and intertwine mm-hmm. at towards the end. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think in a game like that, where it's the you know the Avengers, mm-hmm. like if you can't, I I, I think it's going to be it'd be too hard to swap in between them. Yeah, you know as it's going around, and then at that point you're getting too close to the Ultimate Alliance games. Yeah, which a new one is coming out this year, which yeah. I'm excited for. If Ultimate Alliance three on Switch. Have you played those other ones? I need to play. I need to play two. I haven't played two. Perfect, because when we're done, we'll start playing. <laughs> I have it on the PS4. Okay. <laughs> Might need to re-download it, but whatever. <laughs> um, but, I mean, those those games were just so fun because they were just beat-em-ups. Yeah. And you get to create a roster of four, you know, super Marvel superheroes or super villains. Yeah. And, 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 three awesome. lo- yeah, and three looks to be the same thing. But, again, I'm curious because it's being developed by Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. They're one of my favorite developers simply because they took Tomb Raider into the modern age and really kicked, like, it was a great game. Yeah. And, like, they did it again with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider went to Outos Montreal, which did a fine job. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But, like, I mean, it wasn't Crystal because they I think they were just focused on Avengers. Um, which, I mean, hats off to them, man. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they're taking a little bit of a different, like, style they're kind of going more CG animated type looking style. Yeah. Rather kind of, I mean, kind of like Mar- more Marvel vs. Capcom looking mm-hmm. than um, like the original mm-hmm. um, uh, Ultimate Alliance games. Dude, mm-hmm. those games are so fun, man. Yeah. I played the crap out of those games. <laughs> and I'm curious, I, I want to see like, a really good campaign mm-hmm. uh, bring a, brought about by these by the Avengers. It also sounds like from early details there might be a bit of social social dynamics going on because like it looks like it might be like you collaborate with your friends a little bit too, which that, could which that could would make cool. things interesting. Um, that would be cool. Like, and if they do it where you know where you can do where if they have like a specific campaign or something like that, or if it's like built like that where like. When you pick your character, you're locked in till the end, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, if I want to be Hulk and you're Iron Man, you know, we can you know join a Xbox Live party or whatever yeah. and play. Yeah, because I I think that would be a really cool aspect. Um, and again, we we have to see what the type of gameplay is going to be. Like, yeah. is it is it are we going third person? Are we going first person? Yeah. I mean, we don't even know that yet. Yeah, really. Though. And I mean. Because that could change it. Because if you're like, like Hulk and Thor and stuff, and like you're more like third person, and mm-hmm. then like Iron Man, they have you first person in the yeah. suit. Like, it do they want to do that? Yeah, it could be interesting if they had like multiple different perspectives on that sort of thing. With uh, with, with like Thor mm-hmm. being more like God of War. Like, yeah. Like, and if they if they bring if they bring about a mechanic that. Um, it makes it as tight as it was for bringing, uh, sorry, bringing back the axe as mm. it was in God of War. I will be super happy and thrilled because that was amazing. <laughs> right, but like at this point, they like retrieving, throwing and retrieving Mjolnir has to feel that good. Yeah, and, and like and and like even like throwing Cap's shield or yes, shooting Cap- shooting off uh, uh, Sony's or uh, Tony's uh, Unibeam and everything. Like right, like. We're getting to a point in video games where, like, where, like, that type of stuff, like, 
Like, they have to nail it. It's yeah. A game in development this long. If it doesn't nail the feel right, what's the point? Right. The property that it is, mm. especially now. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, like back then, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, now Avengers is... It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, you know, it's, you know, Mickey Mouse. And then, <laughs> you know, Tony Stark are the most recognizable char- fictional characters running yeah. around right now. Running around, like, for Disney especially. like Right. And so they have, I mean, and they're in a game with that type of gameplay. They're always going to be compared to God of War. Yep. When you're throwing something and it's coming back to you, it has to feel that good. It has to be that seamless and that perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, you know, they saw what they did and are taking notes and like, hey guys, like this is what we need it to be like. Yep. Because that'd be something special. Yep. Um. So I'm hopeful for a good story campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful hopeful that they nail the mechanics right, but I'm also hopeful that we somehow get a shirtless Spider-Man reference just because. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be phenomenal. Um, so, quick question. Do yes. you think Spider-Man shows up in this game? No. No? No. I don't think so because... Um, because of the Insomniac games. Yeah. Um, well, game and games, because they're going to be bringing more down the line here. Hopefully. It would be interesting if, like, they did bring back Yuri, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, for, uh, uh, and, like, he was actually one of the people you could play in the game. But at the same time, I don't think Insomniac or especially Sony yeah. would really like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, depending on, on how all it is, because, I mean, when this deal was done, it was done so long ago. Mm. I think that they, when Crystal or no, when Square Enix got the rights to the Avengers, that was it. Yeah, you know, they either got they either got the core six, you know that, and and I don't know if they're gonna do like the movie core six or if they're gonna go like the founding from like the comics. Yeah, what if they wrote about Ant Man? Yeah, we get some Ant Man and Wasp in there. That would be tight. Mm. And so I'm really interested to see. I want to see something. I need a release date and I need a trailer. Yeah, that's it. I don't need gameplay yet. Gameplay, give it, give that to us at a state of play. Mm. You know, month or two out from the game, or you know, I, I could see them bringing about. I could see them bringing about making making it a major focus. But they also need to talk about Final Fantasy VII. Right, right. Cause... That's the next thing. They need to confirm. Because they have, they've been kind of wishy-washy. They need to be like, all right, it's episodic. Mm-hmm. The first episode is coming out. Some point. <laughs> well, didn't they put a date on it? November no, they, or not they, yet? No, that was Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding was was the one that got recently announced. They announced that more to come is uh, more to come in June, and right. they kept it vague on that. It sounded like they were gonna like announce something big at like the they, they have like a concert every mm-hmm. year for Square Enix or some or Final Fantasy. Yep, and, yep. The, they have a Final Fantasy concert. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty close to the convention center, I think, this week for E3. So maybe they'll say something there, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we, I, th- I think at E3, at their conference, they can be like, hey, we're episodic, this is what they're doing. The concert, just show more footage. Yep. That, that's all they really need, need to do for that, but they need to be like, hey, this is the game. This is, this how, is, this is how we're doing it. It's going to be four episodes. Each episode, you're going to get... 25 to 30 hours of gameplay mm-hmm. campaign wise mm-hmm. you know if that's what how they want to do it and we'll but i mean even then that's like a 
four full games. Yeah. But they're, I mean, the Final Fantasy, like, especially Final Fantasy VII, big game. Yeah. Well, long like, game. It's a long ass game. <laughs> yeah. So I think if they truncate it to like 15, 20, 25 hour chunks, that'll give players enough time. But I also am not a big fan of this episodic release. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, the game's not done. Yeah, you're not ready to release yeah. the game. Because if you were ready to release the game, it'd be out. Well, the <laughs> other thing is like when Final Fantasy was originally re- or Final Fantasy VII was originally released, it came in multiple discs. Right, and that's that's why it was such a big game. And like, I get it. Like to remake like mm-hmm. that game in HD is gonna be just such a yeah. Huge undertaking. Right, right. Um, so making it episodic personally makes sense to me. But it's I think they have to get the messaging right where it's like if you buy if you buy like the base game, mm-hmm. like maybe maybe they'll they'll probably price it a little heavier than most games because it sounds like if they do the episodic thing, they're gonna make it a full game for each release. Right. Um but I think if they did it in one package where it's like a hundred dollars, you get all four or however many episodes it is mm-hmm. um and then it just releases when it releases you get the game and yeah then that's it i i think that's the best way to do it and how do you like how do you do physical sales of this game i don't like think do you, you like I don't, I don't think you do honestly like like do you just get like the one disc and then you get like codes like download codes and you need the disc to Play the download codes. Yeah, like that, how, that, that that gets a little confusing because I they did that with the Hitman games. Yeah, and I don't. I think like it's like you buy the disc and then yeah. you know the disc either you know it's it's kind of how it half ha- priced and it has you know most of it, but then like you need to pay like an extra ten bucks or five bucks when the new episode releases. Yeah, type thing in the store. Mm-hmm. I I don't really. That, that, that would get a little too convoluted, a I think. A little dump-ranking yeah. and all that thing. Well, like, again, you have to mass-market it a little bit. Granted, this is very much a gamer's game. <laughs> like, only yeah. gamers are going to care about this. Right. right. Uh, this isn't going to pull in any sort of casual fan to play. <laughs> um, but I still think you have to get that messaging across right because gamers are very fickle. and um, Preach. <laughs> I'm very fickle, and I, I kind of just want everything in one package. But we're not... It's. I get it. It's a big ass game, and it's gonna be a huge undertaking to get it right. But like, they have to at least get something right in that in that in that kind of a release schedule. So get yeah. the messaging across right. Say what it is. Like say when the first episode is coming, and then just let people deal with it as they de- deal with it. Really. Right. And me personally, don't know if I'm gonna play this game. Probably not. I'm. I probably won't. If anything, I'm going to buy the OG version on the Switch so Mm -hmm. I can just have it with me wherever I want to go and slowly chip away at it, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the type of game where you can do that. (laughs) Um, I honestly, um, well, the one, the one, I didn't play that one, but I, uh, the other one I played was uh, Octopath Traveler. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was another Square release that was Switch tailored, um, very much a heavy RPG, but still fun. I think you can do RPGs right. Mm -hmm. I think. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, um, right? So I don't know how how it translates. From what I hear, it's a good release. Like, yeah. But granted, it's it's a port. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. So I think I think it's definitely interesting. I'm excited to see what we see here, man. Mm-hmm. 
It's going to be a wild week. <laughs> yeah. I think we get a trailer. I'm going. I'm jumping back to Bethesda. Okay. Because I'm not done talking about Bethesda. Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. No, no you're fine. We got very sidetracked very quick. And <laughs> it kind of flowed. But I think we're going to get a trailer and a release date for Starbound. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. And we are going to get a logo and official title for the next for Skyrim. next view for next Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Or yes, I guess the next Elder Scrolls, not the next Skyrim. Mm. I mean, like Skyrim, kind of like it's taken the mantle of Elder Scrolls. Let's be real here. Right, right, and it and it kind of has, man. Me, uh, me, and my buddy Kyle. A few weeks ago, we bought Skyrim <laughs> again, and we just sit around at home. Pretty much, like the day we bought it, we spent. We bought it at, like noon mm-hmm. we were up till two in the morning oh geez. playing and stuff and then the next like three weeks mm-hmm. we did that exact same thing yeah it, <laughs> i mean it literally was like i think it was like the the best well personal belief because it is technically an rpg mm-hmm. um uh breath of the wild will be my favorite game of the 2010s um yeah and um Simply because it just changed the whole gamut of what Zelda is. Um, but I will contend that Skyrim literally was the, the game of this generation for a lot of people. And Well, I mean, technically last generation. But, I mean, I kind of I kind of bring about... It, yeah. was, it was on the tail end of last generation, too. Um, and, they, and they brought it back mm-hmm. with the PS4 releases and right. PC ports and everything. And so. then the Switch port and the... Alexa port and the <laughs> Samsung smart fridge port. Where, where, where the next thing they're gonna put it on uh, is a beer can. <laughs> I will play the hell out of that version. <laughs> um, but yeah, I Skyrim like that. That was that was such a huge game changer for for Elder. Like it made Elder Scrolls a household name. I think almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm curious to see what they do for six. Yeah, it took a game like Elder Scrolls, which is kind of niche because it's like a it's a it's a it's a long form fantasy RPG. Mm-hmm. Though all the Elder Scrolls are, and Skyrim for some reason broke through, and everyone was playing it. Yeah, I think Oblivion kind of opened the floodgates yeah. a, little, a little bit because a lot of people were really hyped on that game at the beginning of the generation, but I think it was also because it was at the beginning of the Xbox 360's life cycle. Mm-hmm. It was like, people were excited, but it wasn't like huge on everybody's radar yet. And then like Skyrim came, like when the when the first teaser came out, everybody was jazzed. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't wait for the next Elder Scrolls game to come out because I'm going to put thousand hours in it <laughs> hands down easy oh everybody like as soon as that game releases you might as well just take the whole week off like honestly <laughs> yeah i just won't sleep i won't do anything else i'm gonna sit there and craft iron daggers until i get my crafting 100 and then i'm gonna unlock the dragon armor and then i'm gonna be awesome <laughs> i was really into alchemy but yeah. that's my personal thing yeah um but yeah i mean that 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 game that's gonna be insane and it'll be interesting. Like we're not going to see a lot for the next generation. I think at this E3, I think it's still a little early. We'll see. We'll see teases, and we'll see like what they have. What they have to come. Stadia really changes things. I think it's. Um, 
I still I still believe it's kind of a pre-beta of what a cloud gaming service yeah. is. I, I'm almost to the point where I'm wondering if Sony and Microsoft want to wait and see what Stadia does. Yeah. Before they like officially announce anything. Mm-hmm. I think so we're gonna wrap it up here soon. Yes. We're we're kind of hour hour ten hour eleven <laughs> into the into this episode longest episode in the Troy to Go Variety Show podcast history. Sorry about that. Don't be, <laughs> don't be. <laughs> and so I think I'm and I'm gonna we're I'm putting you on the spot, oh but boy. but we're gonna do three predictions. Oh shoot! Here we go. Like like legit predictions. Okay. All right, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Say goodbye to the fans. The um, many, many fans. Yeah. I'll go first. Um, I don't know what I want to start with. I think we are going to get a real... No. Well, obviously, I think at this week's direct, we are going to see at least five brand new Pokemon. Yep. And we are going to get a hard official release date for yeah. 2019. Okay, so what what time? What is your ideal time frame? October or November? November. Pokemon's always a November game. Yeah, that's true. It. I mean, I. I mean, they've released a game in November for the past five years straight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, could, I, completely I feel agree. like they have. Well, like it, it really like I think it opened the, like for a while. Like Pokemon yeah. was a rare breed. Like um, yeah, I mean, black and white took forever to release. Yeah, yeah, you had a pretty big gap between black and white, but then black and white two came out right after. Yeah, and then took a little bit, then and X then, and Y, and then Omega Ruby right after, and then, and then it just kept and then going. like and then like another year. I think it was another probably solid two years off. Oh yeah, you're right. And then Sun and Moon, and then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Let's and, go. And then let's go. And then this year we're getting. Sword and Shield. Yeah, um, I if they boot it till next year, I'll be very disappointed. I don't think they'll boot it simply because it's Pokemon. Right. People are excited for it, and Nintendo, I think, would be very pissed if they, yeah if it got pushed. They but, they I think I think they kind of this year they kind of need it. Mm-hmm. They need a Pokemon. Yeah. Um. And I think I think because of Pokemon releasing, they either need. Animal Crossing is a lot sooner than we think, or it's going to be. I think, and I think Animal Crossing could end up being like their March game next year. Yeah, kind of a bigger game in the front of the year to kind of carry it throughout until they get to the other, the other stuff. Okay, so that's your prediction. Yeah, what do you got for me? You're- um, I don't. To be fair, people, I have no hot and spicy takes. I'm kind of, I kind of, I kind of follow what I hear in the industry and just, and just kind of spitball what I think could be cool. But um, notorious uh, for the most mild takes online. Whoop, that's me. <laughs> um, no, I. Um, so uh, Nintendo likes to shadow drop things a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like just. Go go about and say. By the way, this is coming out in the eShop later today. Um, so going back to Smash Bros. a little bit, I think um, they're going to have like a little Smash Bros. segment, and then they're going to announce Erdic for uh, Erdic um, from Dragon Quest for for Smash oh. Bros. 
Um, available like to download now. Available to download later today. You think? You think? Yeah. You think like the next like temple? Well, I guess not temple, but like the next like big DLC character for Smash is just going to be shadow dropped. Yep. I I mean like I mean I I it. Sakurai's a madman. Let's be real here. Um, Never ask me for anything. Again. <laughs> Never ask me for anything again. Um, so when they announced Joker, um, mm-hmm. people lost their minds because, like, how the hell did they get Persona into into Nintendo? Um, but that, like, and then now, now with all the creeping about with Dragon Quest being built up as a Nintendo platform, they're bringing Dragon Quest yeah. Builders too. Um, I think later this month. Um, Which I think that might be a game I might love mm-hmm. because I kind of like that little RPG type thing. But also, Minecraft is the best. I, I, I've heard it's kind of like a cross between Legend of like Link to the Past yeah. and Minecraft. And I'm in. I, I'm in. I might go buy Dragon Quest Builders One right now. <laughs> I don't know on what platform, but I might just buy it. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think that comes out later this month, and then Dragon Quest Eleven. Um. Mm-hmm. That's coming out for the Switch. Granted, it's already out on PS4 and everything. Yeah. But um, people said it was pretty good. It, it. I've heard it's a pretty good game. Um. No random encounters or anything, which kind of changes things up a bit. Um. But well, I thought. I don't. I don't know if it's just because like what I've seen is really only Dragon Quest Eleven. I haven't really been heavy into it, but like I always thought that that was a game where it wasn't like random encounters, where like you yeah, would it, see it, them in the wild, but did it also have random encounters too? No, it ha- it was fully random encounters for a while. Oh, um, but like and the, up my mistake. No, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was like Pokemon Let's Go, and yeah. now now you can see them in the overworld, which and... I think, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's like, especially with the RPG where it's heavy, where it's a lot of grinding, mm-hmm. and you know, there's like, rock tunnel is insufferable getting yeah. through. <laughs> Diglett Cave is miserable <laughs> to get through. Yeah, except for in Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, like you can. Walk around Zubats. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> like, oh, you want a battle? Psych. All my Pokemon are dying. I gotta get home. And you know, and you can dip, duck, dodge, and dive and dodge. I will say, kind of, a, kind of a scary moment for me was the first time I saw an Onyx up here. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I. They nailed it with the scaling in that game. Oh my god, it's, really it's hilarious. <laughs> But, like, yeah, like, you saw, like, an Onyx just, like, pop out of the blue, and you're like, holy shit, like, that was huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, okay, so, back to my point. Um, Erdic, Ur- Erdic was the main character in Dragon Quest XI. Um, now, they could also bring back, like, maybe, like, a, a more well-known main character from one of the earlier titles, but I think they're going to have a Dragon Quest XI character, mm-hmm. simply because... It's Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Dragon Quest is uh, Square Enix, and they they buddy up a lot, um, right? And um, it's an established platform for Japanese people, mm-hmm. which um, people don't really give that a lot of credit sometimes when it comes when it comes to what what comes to Smash, right? Uh, right. And I mean, and I mean, it fits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, another sword character. Yeah, but like. <laughs> It's a N- Nintendo heavy IP. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, and it just fits. I, I mean, mean it's Smash Bros is 
is literally a video game museum. Yeah. And um, it's it's established the fact that they bring on the heavy hitters when it comes to who comes to Smash. Mm-hmm. And um, Snake opened that floodgate, Sonic came in, and then it, it just kept going. Um, but now you have all all the gaming histo- history like ev- evolved into one fighting platform. I, dude, I forgot about Snake being in that <laughs> game. <laughs> People were literally like, I, I saw, I saw the, I saw the uh, little reveal when they announced like everybody's here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw like that was gonna happen, like, but like, yeah. the the one for me that like was like, uh, sorry, it was a holy shit moment in that trailer was Young Link and Peach. Yeah, <laughs> like they're back. Like what? Uh, okay. Anyway, so Dragon Quest Shadow Drop, and then little tease at the end of end of the trailer, Banjo Kazooie confirmed. But not yet. Yeah. Okay. Or 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 crash. Yeah. One of those two. Dude, you want to know what would be the biggest like f you in history? Hmm. They put ukulele in Smash oh. over banjo. <laughs> <laughs> Indie rap and not really what you want. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. People- I, I, that would be the funniest thing to ever happen to and me. And it's kind of funny because I could also see Sakurai totally doing that just to screw with people. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, like, he, people were, like, clamoring for Waluigi, and yeah. he's like, nope, he's the first one you see. They, like, like they're, he's assist trophy. Sorry. Assist, assist, ah, sorry. Assist trophies can get killed now, and Waluigi is the first one that got killed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um,. um so that was my prediction. You go ahead. My Man, prediction that. number two. <laughs> we are going to get... This is... I have no reason to believe this. <laughs> I'm totally coming out of left park. Something that I think will happen and probably should happen at this point is... Um, I think they'll do like a Minecraft two. I think I think Xbox will Ooh. will announce like an like a Minecraft two. Like it, it just had its ten year anniversary, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they'll do. They might do like a special ten year anniversary mm-hmm. uh, type edition. But I think it'd be really cool if they did another Minecraft. And I don't know like what else they would really do. Because like it's just been it's been going on for ten years and they all they do is just keep adding stuff. Yeah. So there would need to be some like really pretty significant overhaul changes. Yeah. Um, but I think that'd be something that it's definitely a video game franchise that deserves it. It's definitely something that would make them a ton of money. I mean, and it's, it's definitely something that the Minecraft community would be all over. All over it. Like it's it it is. The uh, sorry, it is the biggest selling video game of all time, right. and um, uh, I, I, like people would go apeshit for it. I mm-hmm. think. Um, problem is, I just don't see it for two reasons. Um, one, Minecon, Minecon ten year. Um, yeah, they would save it for that. I think if they were to announce it, and two, mm-hmm. Minecraft Earth. Um, which is their AR game that's coming? That's right. <laughs> Scratch that. We're gonna we're gonna edit that out. Um, my, I think we're getting a release date for Minecraft Earth. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, uh, they uh, 
actually today uh, was Apple's WD- WDC event, mm-hmm. and they uh, they showed gameplay of Minecraft Earth on stage, and it looked insane because yeah. like it's it literally brought a Minecraft world on stage, and you could walk yeah. through it. That's pretty sweet. Um, that's pretty sweet. I don't think it's actually gonna be like that. No, I mean like, but it, it, it'll it'll have some caveats, I think, of course. Right, but like, right. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure how they'll do progression or anything. Is it like the actual game? Is it like Minecraft Lite? Like, I I think what it's gonna be is it's going to be kind of like a real basic, you know, Pokemon Go AR experience where mm-hmm. you have it and then like like little thing like resource chests will pop up on the map and you click them and then you open it it's like oh you got five diamond or you got three blocks of wood you know or 10 sticks or something like that and then you can use that to craft an item and then when you can craft an item you can like like say i have an axe Mm -hmm. i can take my phone point it at a tree and then hit the axe button and it'll chop down the tree and then i get those blocks yeah or if you have like a pickaxe you can mine out the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and then you get like a concrete block or something like that yep and then you can set up like your home base or whatever and and like you can make bills Mm -hmm. where you know and you know where you're like you place the blocks like boop 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 click by tapping on your phone and whether they do the minecraft mobile layout Mm-hmm. Which I think they could very easily easily do mm-hmm. for when you're actually building, and and then so like at your you know in your house or outside your apartment or whatever like that you can build a little castle or you know a statue of yourself or something cool like that. Mm-hmm. I mean the Minecraft community very creative. If you want to see some amazing things and how just really wrap your head around on how incredible this game is. Go on the Minecraft subreddit. It's insane. Just scroll through there. See what people are building. Mm. I saw this guy. He built a train station with the mine carts. Oh. And the, the, there was a book. And the page that the book was on determined what route the, tr- the mine cart would take. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And, it, and it's all built in the game using you know the redstone and the simple machines that are available in the yeah. game. And people do crazy stuff with it. It's like, like I can't wrap my head around actually building that in the game. Mm-hmm. Like all I do is run around, chop down trees, and build a little house. I'm like, that's pretty dope. I built a house, <laughs> and so like, and like that's like, I'm, like I just like messing around in the game. Like, yeah. I probably spend close to thirty minutes to an hour every day playing Minecraft. Yeah, a guy you know? made a li- literal working. I think it was like sixty-four bit computer inside of Minecraft. Yeah, and like it was like insane. Like, I, I granted, like that is way beyond my realm of yeah. expertise. Even though I should be, I should know at least a little bit about it. I'm an engineer, um, <laughs> right? But um, I mean, this is a little different. <laughs> it's a little different, um, but. It is like a programming language in that sense, and it's it's insane. Right. Um, but yeah, like if if they did announce a Minecraft two, which I could totally see them doing at some point. Um, I mean, I mean, it's at the points like why not? It's like what else can we really do in this game? And I mean, they can with Minecraft two, they can embrace the mod community because yeah. they already have a lot of like the different creative packs. Like they have a Skyrim one, Mario one halo one like they can kind of embrace a lot of that but then there's also some 
absolutely ridiculous and beautiful mods and shaders on there. Oh yeah, like people have made like crazy graphics. On like there. I like I can take a photo that I find on the Minecraft subreddit and show my parents and be like, hey, this is a video game. Someone made this in a video game. This is fake. And they'd be like, no, no, you're lying. Yeah, really. Like it, I, and I think they can kind of embrace some of that and kind of, you know, step up the graphics a little bit, like. Because you can make it look better without losing its charm. Yeah. Because, you know, everything... It is very charming. Yeah, like, everything's blocky and it's and it's fun, but, I mean, they can they can do some... They can... It could use a little overhaul. Yeah. I think I think maybe make rounded blocks or something, um, or, like, different shaded... Or shapes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could start adding in, you know, different, different shapes and things like that, and... Um, I mean, Minecraft is notoriously kind of buggy. Yeah, it can be. You know, and so if they clean some of that stuff up with like the, um, and with like the servers. Or... Yeah, the the servers and the AI behavior, mm. because like all of a sudden you just walk out your door and then you just see a merchant just jump off a cliff with his <laughs> with his two llamas and you're just like. All right, see you, buddy, and, and stuff like that, and some of like the enemies and how they interact can just kind of be weird. Yeah, give me um, wonky. Yeah, and you know they they get in there, they kind of clean that up a little bit, but not too much, so it's still pretty charming and yeah. it's funny because I mean who doesn't love to see a creeper that got stuck in a hole? Uh, I mean they'll probably keep some of that alive. Yeah, like yeah, um, but I mean yeah, I I could totally see them doing it at some point. I just don't think it's this. I I I know. Ten year anniversary, pretty big, pretty big deal. But right, I yeah, I, I I think it's just not an E three announcement, unfortunately, um, or at least not right now, because uh, especially with Minecraft Earth and MyCon just around the corner. Right. So, right. so then my second spicy take, and we might have to shorten this because, like, oh my god, we're already at almost at an hour thirty minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, okay. I am very proud that I am part of the longest longest running uh, oh, podcast so far, the Try to Go Variety Show. Good. I think I think you earned uh, yourself a T-shirt. <laughs> merch, merch coming soon, guys. Merch coming. I saw your mom. Like that was that was dope. Um, That's dope. Um, thank you, mom. I love you. <laughs> She's probably not listening this far. No, no, it's okay. Uh, but um, so second spicy. Not so spicy take. Um, no, make it spicy though. Okay. Um, get get real specific. Okay. I see Phil Spencer somehow appearing in Nintendo's Direct, and he shat, and he and he comes up, comes about and says like, "Hi guys, I'm Phil Spencer from Xbox, and by the way, we're going to bring Xbox Game Pass eventually to mm. Nintendo Switch." Ooh, okay. Do you, timeline? Do you have like a timeline? Like I don't really know the timeline on this one because it's very up in the air with the fact that. Um, xCloud and all this different different stuff with Scarlet and everything is, is still coming about. But I think it would just blow everybody's mind for the simple fact that you could play your Xbox games on your Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, like, there's a lot of caveats with that because, like, graphics powerhouse with the Switch. It's not a graphics powerhouse. No. Uh, no, it's really not. But at the same time, I, I've seen the signs of... Xbox and Nintendo becoming buddy buddy, mm-hmm. um, with Cuphead coming to the Switch. Yeah. Um, and even if Game Game Pass doesn't come to the Switch, I could see him coming on, 
shaking hands with Doug Bowser and being like, hey, by the way, Ori and the Blind Forest is coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, or something like that, like they did with Cuphead. Right. Um, and that right. would still get a lot of people excited, um, myself included, because, oh my god, I, I, I haven't played Ori, but I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, that, I mean, I would just go apeshit if that happened. I don't think it'll happen just because it's Nintendo, but um, I just would love it for the simple nature of the fact that I kind of want to play Xbox games at some point. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, you don't want to have to commit to another mm-hmm. another full system or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be Phil Spencer on stage during the Xbox mm-hmm. conference. And then Bob, Doug Bowser rolls up. Oh, that, I think the other way around now. Man, and then no, never people, mind. People are like, hey, we forgot to give this to you. <laughs> they zoom in. It's a smash invite. Oh, my God. And then oh. and then they, and then, you know, um, and then either Minecraft Steve gets it. Oh. <laughs> my, I mean, I don't really know how, like, his upbeat. No, his up would work because you could throw on, like, because you can get, like, wings now in Minecraft. Oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. you can, like, glide. He could do something like that. Well, you could probably. Or, or, no, slime block. He throws down a slime block. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> hire me. Nintendo, hire me. <laughs> Sakurai, notice me, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, and then so, and then, or he could, you know, or it could even either leave to, like, a, like a. Like it was like, oh, Banjo's gonna love to get this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he Banjo's been waiting for this, or something like something like that. Like that would. That would so they that just would do that, great. and then when they do the next Nintendo Direct, it should like they have a they clip actually, of him like handing it to Banjo Kazooie or something like that. That would be. Or like that would be dope. Or like yeah. Banjo going to his mailbox and <laughs> they like opening it. They could do something like that, or you know, like I said, Minecraft Steve gets it or something like that. And I mean, with Minecraft, you could do. Like you could do, you could be Minecraft Steve in like the Mario skin. Yeah, like that's some, right. like something like that, or like, like, cause there's like a Mario skin, a Toad skin. Uh huh. Like on for the um, yeah, like it was the Super Mario Bros. Pack on yeah. on Switch. Yeah. So I think they could do something cool like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that that's gonna be my last spice, spicy spicy take. I, I like that spicy take. I would go crazy for that spicy take. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And then my last one, I mean, it's kind of a small <clears throat> thing. Um, I would just really love it if um, uh, Sony just kind of came out of nowhere. By the way, Last of Us Part 2. Um, Dude. <laughs> um, so Last of Us, I I had a complicated history with that one because I, I didn't really get into it the first time I played it. Yeah. Um, I, I played about 20 minutes of it, then went to dinner and then like i just wasn't in the mood for a game like that it's a very heavy game yeah and like that that's that's my big one of my bigger issues with video games is like i go i keep going back to the same wells like comfort food like comfort food like yeah skyrim minecraft pokemon mm-hmm. those are the games i those always go back and play yep. and like that i never get bored of playing or like I just those are the games I just enjoy playing the most. But anyway, keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, um, I mean, I feel like yeah, it's it's very complicated because it's E three and Sony's not gonna be there. But at the same time, like, I just want them to announce something for Last of Us, and they they completed it. 
Yeah. Um, maybe I, maybe I'm going back on this, but anyway, like the whole thing with Last of Us for me is just like took me a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw um, I saw I saw um, well, it's the moment when um, they see the sunset over over like the. Well, it's like she says, like, can't deny the view. Like, that's one of the most beautiful moments I think I've seen in a video game. Um, mm-hmm. And and then it was just like from that moment on, I just saw it to the end. And yeah. I loved it. Like, yeah. it, it really blew my mind. Um, and now I'm just curious to see how they, like, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to are they gonna expand the story a little bit with Ellie and, like... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or are they gonna like start bringing in new people? Or like, what's what's Joel gonna do in all this? Like, is uh, he dead? Is he dead? Like, <laughs> um, the what they showed last year, it looked like it was a little bit of a time jump. Yeah, it, it looked a little wonky there. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I don't think Sony will do anything with E3, which saddens me. But I really, I just want to see more of that game. And and the other one is Ghost of Tsushima, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I. Don't, I I think Sony's going to stay quiet on this because that they said they were going to, and for them not to, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why even announce that? Why pull from the conference if you're still going to do something? Yeah. I, I think this whole week they'll be pretty... Mom's the word. Quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just going to about wrap it up. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, last thing. Metroid Prime Trilogy confirmed for Switch. Yes. <laughs> yes, <Obviously>. please. <laughs> yes, obviously. Obviously. I, I, think, I think we'll get a date for that. Fairly soon, I'd hope. At, at E3, we're going to get a date for Metroid Prime 3. That's my second spicy take. I didn't, I didn't predict Minecraft 2. Okay. Ignore that. <laughs> no, forget, forget that part of the podcast. <laughs> no, you know, I, I edited it out. No oh. one even knows I even said that. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> but Danny, thank you so much for coming on with me. This has been a long, fun episode. I hope this makes up for me taking two weeks off and not putting anything <laughs> out. You got an hour and a half now of me and Danny rambling about video games and other nonsense. It's a fun. It's a fun little. Uh, it's a. It's a niche little thing, but it's also kind of been part of my life, and I. Don't see myself letting them go anytime soon. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. My name is Troy. Thank you all for listening. Always tip your waitress. And don't forget your to-go box.